Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and, if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Acts 16, verses 25 and 26. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. If you're there, would you loudly let me know? Say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse 25 reads, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. 26. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Come on. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone, say everyone, everyone's chains were loosed. Let's read that again. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for Brazen Grace Fellowship. Thank you for the person sitting next to us. Thank you for everyone that's in this house right now. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. You are a good God. We love you. And we thank you, Lord God, for the privilege of just sitting and soaking in the presence of God this evening. Lord, we worship you. We love you. We trust you. We adore you. You are a faithful God. There is no shadow of turning in you, O God. And we trust you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for teaching us as we depend on you. And I thank you that your word will come forth to me clearly, accurately, with an eloquence that only your Holy Spirit can give me. And I give you the praise and the glory for what you are doing and continue to do. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Okay. I want to talk to you today about the atmosphere. Say atmosphere. I want to continue teaching about the presence of God. And this is, I think, our third one. Teach about the presence of God. But I want us to understand this concept about the atmosphere. When we say things like the presence of God is here, the presence of God is here, what do we mean by that? Really, what do we mean by that? You know, you've, you've read verses like, if two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And we, so we, we, try, to, we try to bring two or at least three people. I mean, you, how many of you have been in the, in the three meetings and you're like, God, we're not three, but we're at least two. And we know you said if two, so we're going to stand on two. Here's the funny thing, man. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you were anointed by God, if you were saved, if you have God living in this, in, on the inside of you, as soon as you walked into that room, the presence of God walked in there. No longer does God want two or three people to come. As soon as you go, He showed up. Why? He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. We don't have to wait for something to show up. See, what we're really asking God for is, Lord, I want to feel it. What we're really asking God for is, Lord, until my goosebumps don't get a goosebump, I don't think you're here. And suddenly when the goose pimple comes, we're like, oh, yes. He has come into the room. No, your body just was a little slow and caught up with what was already happening in the room. Amen. Are you listening to me? See, we, we, we've, we've, we've created this stuff and we, we say things like, Lord, the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabited you before you said one praise. Amen. <laughs> 
See, what am I saying? Am I saying those verses aren't good? No, they're great verses. But they were in the context of the old covenant. When you understand the new covenant, there are no requirements that if you and then. No, no, no. The only requirement is you show up. God shows up with you. Amen. Come on, listen. Is anybody listening to me? Shout atmosphere. See, we as people of God are representation of Jesus. We are a representation, not just representatives. We are a representation of Jesus himself on the earth. We've heard this, so the only gospel anybody will read is you. You've heard that one said, right? Do you realize that when you walk into a room, you literally took Jesus into that room? You literally manifested. <laughs> Somebody say atmosphere. Atmosphere. If we only understood and believed that wherever we go, the atmosphere of heaven has gone with us. See, worship isn't as much about us touching heaven. Worship is about heaven reaching down to earth. It isn't about us trying to go to heaven. Thank God we want to go to heaven. When people say, well, didn't Jesus preach about the kingdom? Yeah, but Jesus preached about the kingdom on earth like it is in heaven. Jesus did not come die so we can all go to live in heaven. Oh boy. See, Jesus died so he could bring heaven down to earth. When you worship God, you are creating the atmosphere of heaven. And in any situation, any circumstance, you just got fired. You just got a bad report. All you got to do is stand there and say, God, I know you are in me. Whether I feel like it or not, the reality of what my boss saying to me and firing me seems more real than what I can feel. But I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. So I know in this moment right now, you are here. Guess what? The God who flung the stars into space the God who created heaven and earth who breathed life into you that God just walked into that situation as soon as you say Lord I know you're here I know you're here my people don't perish because of a lack of not carrying the presence of God the anointing my people perish because of a lack of knowledge they don't know who they have on the inside of them they don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they're waiting on God to create this thing. And so we think it takes two songs. And that might work for you, which is great for me. If you need two songs to get you turned on, go sing them. But it's even better if you could just say, you know what? I just know it. I just know it without a shadow of a doubt. Speaking those things which are not as the other. Because you don't feel it in the physical. But in the spiritual you know it's more real. The promises of God are yes and amen. Whether you feel it or not. And you just have to hold your ground and say God I just believe. I believe you're here. I believe you're here. I believe you're here. I believe you're here. So you don't have to wait for your prayers to get to heaven for them to be answered. Look in the mirror. There's the answer to your prayer. Somehow this holy, incredible, holy, holy God. I I know you think holy means to be really good and not do any bad. That's not what holy means. Holy means to be set apart, unique. This holy God decided to come live inside unholy us. Guess what happens as soon as a holy God comes and lives inside of us? The atmosphere wherever you go becomes holy. 
Listen to me. Wherever you go, the atmosphere of holiness goes with you. It's when we walk with a thinking process of I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not all that. Oh God, I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't pray. This was a tough week and I cussed a few times and I, I know the anointing left me. If you believe that, God says amen. You want to walk around talking that? God says amen. How many of you know people carry an atmosphere? Certain people walk into the room and you don't know why, but you just want to punch them. Certain people walk into the room and you just feel like giving. Certain people walk into the room and, and the way they are, you're like, oh man, I wish we could worship for a moment. This dude just makes me want to worship. Why? Because people carry atmosphere. In fact, the Lord, in fact, the presence of God in our lives flows through the gifting that God gave us and magnifies that when we go into a room. So when when you go somewhere, people just expect you to pray for the sick. Why? Because there's an atmosphere on you and they want you to pray for their bodies. Why? Because you carry an atmosphere. Here's the funny thing. The atmosphere that you emit, if I can use that word please, is the atmosphere you are always conscious of. The atmosphere that you're releasing constantly is the atmosphere that you're aware of. If you are depressed, always depressed, oh my God, nobody knows the trouble. You're like the book of Lamentations walking around. Then guess what? People can smell that around you. Nobody want to be your friend. But if you have this thing of, I know I've lost a few battles, (laughs) but I'm still going to win the war. I know the devil gave it his best shot. and got knocked down a few times, but guess what? I'm not giving up. God is still good. God is still good. Amen. The goodness of God is not dependent on whether I won a battle or not. God is good no matter what. But sooner, the faster, the sooner I understand that I need to accept the goodness of God into my circumstance. Accept the goodness of God into my circumstance. Why? Because faith is believing that God is good. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder or a blesser. See, faith is in faith unless number one, you are aware of his presence. But faith is in faith until number two, you know that he is good. (sighs) Until you know that he is good. He's not a bad God. It was about... (laughs) Six, six years ago, the Lord spoke to me, Zach, tell the people I'm good. <laughs> what? <laughs> We've been singing it all our lives. God is so good. God is good all the time. We've been singing it and we, we, we think we got it down. Nah. You see, because as soon as something goes wrong, as soon as a situation hits us, as soon as a devil attacks, as soon as something comes, we start saying, God, where are you? <laughs> Why aren't you here, God? See, that's all it took for us to start doubting the goodness of God. It just took one attack. Rather than saying, you know what, man, I'm not going to doubt the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to manifest the goodness of the Lord. Say this, I am am a manifestation manifestation of the goodness of the Lord. Say it again, I am a manifestation of the goodness of the Lord. David, the psalmist, said it this way, I would have despaired. I would have despaired. It's this real King James way of saying, I'd have freaked out. Freak out. 
I would have freaked out if I had not believed in the goodness of the Lord. You see, faith is not saying, oh God, if it be thy will, oh God, whatever will be, will be. Right? It's not saying, oh God, Lord, let's show. No, no, no. Faith is knowing that God is a good God. That God is a good God. If you as an earthly father will give good gifts to your children, how much more the heavenly father wants to give you good gifts? But if I choose to believe that this is just how things happen, this is just what God puts us through, then our song becomes very different. We're immediately releasing an atmosphere. We're immediately releasing an atmosphere. Whether you know it or not, you're releasing an atmosphere at all times. Often it's connected with your thoughts and your words. (laughs) The atmosphere you release is very connected with the thoughts and the words you speak. Did you even know that your thoughts had the power to create an atmosphere? Become a little moody, walk around, and we'll all tell you what the atmosphere is. Anybody got your wife on one of them days? You're like, hallelujah, let's pray for the presence of God to come in here right now. It don't take much. You just have to think. You just have to think, and the next thing, you stink. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you, thank you very much. That was deep. Would you go to church and learn? If you think, you stink. You could think thoughts that create an atmosphere around you. And here's the funny thing. It affects everyone around you too. Amen. <laughs> Walk around some people and you're like, I've had the greatest day ever. And the next thing you know, you're depressed and you're thinking, what's wrong with my life? Everything's going great. Why am I feeling so sad? Then you meet some people and you know they're going through some stuff. And you hang around them and be like, what's wrong with you people? Why are you smiling all the time? Atmosphere. Atmosphere. I don't want us a people to be affected by somebody else's atmosphere. I want us to be people that create the kingdom atmosphere everywhere we go. Amen. The kingdom atmosphere everywhere we go. In the church world, we call it the presence. <laughs> it is whatever you manifest. See, the Holy Spirit is already on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost is already on the inside of you. He's not waiting to come on you when you become good. He already came when you said, Jesus, come into my life. He came in. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. Boom, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. You're ready. He's not waiting. He's there. But here's the thing. He wants to come out. Amen. He wants to come out. So when I go around people, they go, oh, it feels like the Spirit of God. I just get happy when I'm around him. It's called joy. When this dude comes around, I just feel so peaceful. It's called peace. When this guy comes to my house, I just want to stop doing nasty stuff. It's called (laughs) self-control. Why? Because you carry an atmosphere of the presence of God. Paul and Silas are in prison for doing a good thing. Ever got into trouble for doing a good thing? You do the right thing and you get into trouble. They're in prison. Paul has a choice. He can sit there and go, why me, Lord? What have I? He can sit in there and go, God, I've I've been serving you faithfully. I've been giving, God. I've been tithing. I'm going to the nations like you sent me, and here I am, beaten up. This is not what I thought pressed down, shaken together, and running over meant. God, here I am. I'm messed up. I'm, 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 in, you know, I'm chained up. How about that? I'm chained up trying to serve you, Jesus. Where's all that goodness of God? 
Where'd all that go? The Bible says they decide to pray and worship. I don't know if Paul could sing. I don't think God cared if Paul could sing. But Paul decided, man, we're in chains. We're tied up. It looks pretty bad. But we're going to change the atmosphere in this place. Amen. <laughs> we're going to change the atmosphere in this place. It looks pretty messy. It's kind of bloody in here. I'm not being British. I'm just being real. You know, they're beaten up. And it just looks so bad. It just looks so sad. It looks like this would be a great time to throw your hands up and say, God, how would you do such a thing to me? See, the devil will do everything to steal your worship out of your mouth. You know what your worship is? Your worship is one thing. Your faith in the fact that God is good. Because if he can make you think, yeah, God wants to do this and God wants to do that, then your worship is stolen because then, then you don't know how to pray. Because how do you know which is God's will when you don't know how to pray? Amen. The devil will do anything. He'll make you lose battles. And sometimes we build theologies around battles that we lost. I have no permission from God to change what I believe about God based on what I've gone through. I have permission to change what I go through based on what I believe. Is anybody listening to me today? I cannot let what I've been through change. Good Lord, for some of us, and I know, I know y'all personally, we've been through some hell. We could write a book of how people have treated us and ill-treated us and mistreated us. And we could write books. We could throw our hands up and go, I guess this is just our life. Become a country singer. Or you can just sit there and go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to change the atmosphere. I'm going to change. I'm going to change the atmosphere. You know what's strange is in 2 Corinthians, Paul goes through another circumstance, but he reacts completely differently. <laughs> the Bible says it this way, Paul saying, he says, uh, Satan buffeted me and gave me a thorn in the flesh. Who buffeted him? Satan. I hope we get that one down. Since I don't have to convince you that it was from the devil. And I know all your life you've heard preachers tell you that was from God. Satan buffeted me and gave me a thorn in the flesh. And you see Paul responding in a different way completely in this situation than he does in that situation in the book of Acts. Here Paul starts crying and he says, oh God, won't you take this thorn away? Oh God, won't you take this thorn away? And God responds by saying, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And you're going, what's the difference between that one and this one? <laughs> and Paul starts creating an atmosphere. Which most people would have called prayer. Because you know that's what prayer is. Complaining. <laughs> oh, what me. We often forfeit. And we, 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 we think this is it. And yes, yes, listen to me. Yes, God allows us to vent. Please hear me. Please hear me. He's not a bad guy. He's a good God. He allows us to vent. And yeah, there are times when we can vent and get mad and say, Aah! but gather yourself quickly, boys. And says, okay, I'm done. I'm done venting. Now I'm going to change the atmosphere. Amen. God, why don't you take this thorn away from me? God says, I don't do those things. My grace is sufficient for you. What does that mean? I've already given you what it takes for you to get rid of that thorn. 
My grace is already inside of you. See, Paul, you're asking me to do something that is your job. You're waiting for me to come do something that you are supposed to do. But what are you supposed to do, Paul? You're supposed to change the atmosphere. Because once you change the atmosphere, things that have you bound, things that have you tied, things that have you locked up, things that are thorns in your flesh, things that are waiting to oppress you, bind you, to, to curse you, things that are waiting to destroy your faith, all of a sudden have to melt have to melt it breaks off it breaks off the bible says as they started singing and praying suddenly there was an earthquake what happened the atmosphere changed <laughs> there was an earthquake an earthquake you know what happened all of a sudden the chains that held them bound start falling off i don't know what kind of earthquake does that i mean it's one thing for it to shake it's another thing for something binding you up to get broken. <laughs> Hello. Amen. So we're not, it wasn't the earthquake that got them free. Hello. <laughs> you ain't been in an earthquake before? Chain yourself up and see what happens if the chains come off. <laughs> ain't no chains going to fall off just because there was an earthquake. It wasn't the earthquake that set them free. It was an atmosphere they created that shook that place and also broke the chains off their hands. Here's the funny thing. Not only were Paul and Silas free, everybody else that was a prisoner around them got free. Why? Because they changed the atmosphere around them. Say it, I'm a manifestation, I'm a manifestation of, the of the goodness of the Lord. Say, God, you're good, God, you're good. and you're in me, and your goodness shines through me. Somebody shout atmosphere. atmosphere. Is anybody listening to me preach today? Yes. Is this making sense? Oh God, can you come and help me? Oh God, can you come and take this away? Oh God, can you come? Ah, 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 ah. Here's the funny thing. He's already given to you everything that you need to get that thorn out. He's already given us all things. 2 Peter 1 verse 3, all things pertaining to life and godliness have already been given to us. You see, folks, the presence of God is an atmosphere. And if we can be aware of the presence of God, things have no, no sickness, no disease. Those have no place in our life. We just have to learn to create, create the atmosphere and live in the awareness of the presence of God. Psalms 105 let me see what verse it is. Psalms 105 verse 37. Talking about the people of Israel. It says that they came out. He brought them out with silver and gold. And there was not one sick or feeble among them. I don't build my theology based on what I go through or what people go through. I base my theology based on what the word of God said. Third John verse 2. God's desire for us. The book of 3 John, not John chapter 3. 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Does that sound like God's will for you? The plans I have for you are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. I want God's will. How about you? I want the will of God. 
And I don't care what the devil throws at me. I am not changing what I believe about the goodness of God. God is good. God is good. It's about time we change the atmosphere. The atmosphere. It's by this thing called faith. Faith. Romans chapter 12 verse number 3. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly. Now I want you to, can we have the King James Version please? I don't know if it's possible. The NKGV kind of changed the word. That's why I wanted it in the King James. If Anybody have a King James Version with you? There we go. For I say through the grace given to me that to every man that is among you, not to think of him more highly than he ought to, but to think of him soberly, according to, read that, according as God hath dealt to every man. What's the next word? The. The, okay, the, the, whatever. See, the other translations change it and they put the word a. Uh. But the original translation does not have the word a uh, measure of faith. It has the measure of faith. So most of us grew up saying, I wish I had that guy's faith. I wish I had as much faith as that person does. Man, I, 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 wish, I, had, I wish I had as much faith as Paul did. <laughs> you know what? I love Paul and I preach what Paul preached, but I would rather have the faith that Jesus had. Amen. I don't want just the faith that somebody has. We already learned what faith is. What is faith? Number one, living in the awareness of God. Number two, believing in the goodness of God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is awareness and believe that he's a rewarder. Goodness. Amen. Faith is not faith until you first understand that it is walking in the awareness, in the constant awareness of God. And number two, believing in the goodness of God. I would have despaired if I had not believed in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David says it that way. It isn't faith until you, until you do. So here's the funny thing. If I've got to change the atmosphere I'm living in, I've got to have this thing called faith. But if I go around saying things like, I wish I had as much faith as Pastor Zach had. Then you think that you have to do something more to get it. And immediately go into the area of works. So then we start praying and fasting and binding and rebuking and begging, oh God, give me faith. He just said, I've already given to you the measure of faith. I've already given to you the measure of faith. Is God any respecter of persons, sir? Is God a respecter of persons? Would he give me any more faith than he gives my brother over here? Hello, talk to me. No. So if he has given us all the measure of faith, why is it that we always look up to something else or to something else to get that faith together? Do you know that you have as much faith as Jesus has? So the storms would come and the disciples would freak out like, ah! And Jesus would get mad and say, have faith! And the disciples would go, huh? okay, um, okay, maybe if I confess it 300 times, it'll come up. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Ain't nothing changes. Maybe if I speak in tongues. How do I, how do I get this faith? What do I need to do? And so we, we start running into trying to do things to get what we've got. <laughs> we try to, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship the Lord and sing a few songs. Faith is walking in the awareness of God. 
and believing in the goodness of the Lord. And Jesus would say, have faith, have faith. And the disciples would go, how, oh, how? How do I have faith? And then it hit me. Jesus wasn't telling them to come up with this faith. It would be impossible and unjust for a holy God to expect them to come up with the faith that he had. Jesus wasn't telling them to come up with faith. He was saying, have faith. Want some water? Have it. Have it. He wasn't telling you to come up with it. And so we're like, we're trying to come up with this faith. <laughs> Say this, I got faith. Do you know that faith is a fruit of the Spirit? Faithfulness. You think that's about doing something really well when others are not watching. Yeah, that's only part of it. But faithful only means to be full of faith. Amen. Duh. You already have faith growing on the inside of you. But if you're going to keep thinking, oh, so-and-so has more than me. So-and-so has more than me, then it'll never manifest what's on the inside of you. Because that faith that we're talking about, it's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that we create that can change every circumstance in our life. I am done. I'm done even being in places that dampen it. This is what the Bible says. Faith cometh. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So what we took that verse and we thought, oh, so if I keep hearing to a billion messages, I'll get faith. No, no, I don't think the word cometh really means that. When you look at the word cometh, the word cometh actually means, doesn't faith cometh, it means faith is activated. Faith is activated when you hear the word of God. So here I am preaching this to you and all of a sudden you're like, oh, bring every demon in hell, come on. Why? Because your faith is arising as I'm speaking. I'm not giving you something that you don't have. I am awakening something on the inside of you that's been laying dormant. Faith comes Faith activates. Why? By the word of God. What is the word of God? That God is good and you are forgiven. Amen. That God is good and you are forgiven. Amen. See, if you keep thinking that I'm not forgiven, God's holding my sins against me, then of course he's going to hide faith from you. I wouldn't give you faith either. <laughs> but if you know that God does not see me based on my sin, God doesn't see me based on, my, on what I do, but he base, sees me based on the blood of Jesus that covers me. So now when I come in, God doesn't see good old fat Zach. He sees Jesus covered by the blood of Jesus. He sees me covered with the blood. So when I come in, it says, it must be my son. And the sooner you start seeing yourself as the father sees you, the sooner you'll manifest who you really are. But if you're going to do that, I'm just a nobody. I'm just a nobody trying to be a somebody to get somewhere someday. One glad morning when this life is over. Seriously, be useful on the earth. Nobody wants you to fly away. Change your atmosphere, man. Change your atmosphere. Do you know that when you start believing that God is good, the atmosphere changes all by itself? 
Danny does not have to pull the little hair on his head off, trying to get you to lift your hands, clap your hands. <laughs> Come and worship. I don't feel like it today. You got stink atmosphere around you. If we walked around in the fact that the awareness of God, the presence of God is always with me. It's always with me. He doesn't run away from you when you sin. I'm going to say that again. See, sometimes we preacher, I, I, I think everyone thinks like me, so I say things and I walk away from it. Let me slow down. I've got to say some of these things. God doesn't run away when you sin. He doesn't run away and then wait for you to say sorry so he can come back. He never left you. God isn't waiting for you to get holy so he can come and fill you. God is saying, come Take me in your unholy body so I can create holiness from the inside out. Amen. The presence of God is not your reward for being good. The presence of God is the impetus that makes us good. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Uh, the presence of God is, is not what, what I, I get because I worship. The presence of God is the very thing that makes me and enables me to worship. So I don't have to wait for the presence of God. Oh, I didn't feel it today. So I'm going to just chill out. Uh-uh, you create your atmosphere. I don't care what someone did to you before, before you came here. I don't care if you had a fight with your spouse. or I don't care if something bad happened. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. When you change the atmosphere, all things work together for your good. Chains start falling off your hands. Things start falling off. We start winning. Why? Because faith is arising. Faith is arising. I'm not coming up with this faith. I'm just receiving it faith. I'm not trying to come up with this, this faith thing. No, no, no. It's already there. It's already in me. I just have to manifest it. Amen. I'm aware of the presence of God. I'm aware of the presence of God. And I'm aware that the presence I carry is the presence of a good God. I change the atmosphere in my life. You're struggling with something financial? Just bring in that atmosphere of heaven. Bring the atmosphere of heaven. And I promise you, you will be a money magnet. Amen, Zach. I want all the money. Y'all don't want the money, I'll take it all. When the enemy attacks your body, just manifest his presence. Manifest his presence. And I'm not saying we're going to figure this all out immediately, but I'm going to still keep hearing the word as the word activates. That's why we come to church, y'all. That is why church is a little bit more important than the game on TV. I'm amused when people pick a ball game over the house of God. So whenever I feel like it, I'll be there and I'll serve. I, how is faith going to rise? How is faith going to rise? You've got to come to the place where the word of God is taught, where it activates inside of you the giftings of God, where you're not trying to get something, but you actually hear somebody that says, you already got it, just manifest it. Amen. Change your atmosphere. Change your atmosphere. Don't let your circumstance tell you how to worship. Don't let your battle tell you how to worship. And I don't mean just because there's a battle you don't worship. In fact, church people worship more when there is a battle. It's kind of sad. Don't let the devil take away your ability to create the atmosphere of heaven. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. How? Where? On earth 
as it is in heaven. The Bible says the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I always thought that was talking about God's glory will fall in different places and, and then we'll have to go there to receive it. I've done that and I love it. You know, there's an awakening or revival here and I go there and I just want to get soaked in the presence. I love it. Many of you come here because you sense God's presence here. I like it. But I'm starting to believe that the glory of God that is talking there is about you and me. When we manifest what the glory that's on the inside of us, we will be all over the earth like the waters cover the sea, the glory of God everywhere, where the body of Christ is not trying to get something from God. They know I already have the glory of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Can you imagine the atmosphere that's already on the inside of you? Can we stop sitting and asking God to do something about it and just get somebody's hand and say, baby, agree with me. I want to change the atmosphere over my life. I want to change this struggle. I want to change this financial. I want to get rid of this sickness. I want to get this out. Let's change the atmosphere. That's why I love praying in tongues. I love it. Probably my favorite pastime. Most of my crew thought I was crazy when they first came. What is this? They're babbling all the time. In the flesh, for me, the way to create the atmosphere was always to pray in tongues. Have you ever done that in a plane next to a stranger? It's awesome. It's awesome. They freak out like crazy. But where are they going to go? Jump out the window? Why is praying in tongues so important? Because when you pray in tongues, you're not praying your will. You're praying the perfect will of God. So now I'm not saying, oh God, will you come and take this thorn away from me? In tongues when you pray, you're praying, God, I thank you that you've already anointed me to get rid of this thorn. I thank you that the glory of God inside of me is pushing it out. The glory of God inside of me is getting rid of everything that doesn't belong in my body. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor, man. I want to create the atmosphere of God that comes and changes everything. Changes everything. It's about time you create the right atmosphere in your families, in your homes. When you yell at your kids, ask the Lord, what atmosphere is that causing? Or when you discipline them in the love of God. When you, when you get mad at people and you hold unforgiveness in your heart, let me ask you this. What atmosphere are you carrying? Now, I used to say unforgiveness is unforgivable. I don't say that anymore. But I'll tell you what unforgiveness will do. It will choke your ability to manifest the presence of God. Amen. Grace can flow through it. Or you'll be useless on the earth because you're carrying unforgiveness on the inside rather than allowing the love of God to flush it out. Flush it out. Boy, there are daily reasons to get mad at people. Daily. Can I have a witness? Amen. I mean, there are people doing dumb things all the time. Enough and more reason on a daily basis to want to punch somebody, what Paul calls the right hand of fellowship. <laughs> you just got to say, can't touch this. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's not going to affect me it's not going to affect me sorry sorry I don't think you're that important that you're going to mess my atmosphere just saying I run into new age people all the time I did that on the plane I was in San Francisco of course I did and the lady reaches over and goes you have an aura you have an aura around you. What's your spirit light you follow? 
<laughs> Said it's the Holy Ghost. She goes, where did you get that spirit light? <laughs> I said, you can have it, it's free. You see, when we carry the presence of God, people want the light. It's weird how the, the other side can see it on us. If when you walk into a situation, nothing changes, it's just because you're not manifesting. Let it out. Don't put, Matthew 5 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Don't put a cover on your light. Don't put your cover on your atmosphere. Take the cover off. No limits, no boundaries. Rip it off. Rip it off and manifest. Come on, Danny. Rip that stuff off. I want the God inside of you to come alive and come out. God's not out there. He's in here. <laughs> he's not over there. He's on the inside of you. You know, we used to pray prayers and, and I know we would get together and we would pray for our unsaved loved ones. Anybody done that before? Yeah, yeah. We should. And we'd say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I claim their soul. I, I bind it. I, I command them to get saved. Oh, God, even if it takes an accident on the road, and a, even if you kill their baby, God, even if you steal their mother, even if you kill them, God, by some way, in the name of Jesus, bring them to their knees that they may serve you, Lord. Hey, y'all look like I'm crazy. We intercede. I've done them prayers. I mean, maybe not that bad, but... Kind of borderline. <laughs> By some way, God, no matter what, get their attention, Jesus. We're saying, you know, God, let them get hit with a bus. And then while they're with their leg broken in the hospital, let them say, yes, Lord, I need you. <laughs> and sooner or later, I found out that these prayers are so filled with witchcraft. <laughs> it's manipulation against the will of man. You know what manipulating human will is called? It's called witchcraft. God won't even do that. He respects the greatest gift you've been given is your will. He's not going to force you to receive Him. He wants you to receive Him. Man, some people preach about hell and they go, why don't you preach about hell as much? I believe there's a hell and it's a bad place. But I think heaven is a lot more gorgeous than how bad hell is. So I'll spend some time talking about how good the heaven is. We're trying to scare people into heaven. I always say this. I got saved twice. First time I got saved, I was nine years old, and my parents brought this video called Burning Hell. And I'll tell you what, it scared the hell out of me. I want no words coming out of my nose and all my sins on the screen. No, no, I come to you. It lasted half a day. Half a day. I was back to everything else. I really didn't get saved. I just got scared. A couple of years later, I fell in love with this man called Jesus and I haven't turned back in 20 years. Amen. When we pray for loved ones to be saved, listen to me as I close this. We're not asking for God to just knock him, hit him, kill him. The thing that brings change in the life of people is what? Atmosphere. They're sitting in a church, they're hearing someone preach and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I want to give my life to Jesus. You're sitting in a service and the presence of God comes and you're like, you know what? I'm getting healed tonight. I'm getting healed tonight. What is the difference? Atmosphere. So when you pray for a loved one to get saved, what are you supposed to pray over them? God, encounter them with that atmosphere. I don't want to get hit with a bus. 
don't you help God and go kill him half dead? And then go say, see, you need Jesus. The difference between a powerful believer and a regular believer is the atmosphere they emit. What's your atmosphere? What's your aura? Huh? What's the light you're shining? Depression? Oppression? Anger? Unforgiveness? Please hear me. What are you releasing? What are you walking in? What's the atmosphere you create? Boredom? And be around people that just bore the daylights out of you? What's your atmosphere today? Or is it going to say, Holy Spirit, you're on the inside of me. Come on. Let's manifest. Come on, Jesus. I don't want anybody to get anything that's in me because ain't nothing good in me, the Bible says. Ain't nothing good in me. The only thing good in me is the presence of God. And somehow this Holy Spirit decided to live inside unholy me. And guess what? When I can be aware of His presence and know the fact that He is good, all of a sudden I manifest His presence, man. And I can't sit there and let what life did to me, what circumstances did to me, change what I believe about God. I believe God is good. And I'm forgiven. Worship isn't about you going to heaven. It's about you bringing heaven down to earth. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.